from TMP to TTNG For sure the cure and those tired meme jeans Hella Kinsella and the promise ring Sunny day real estate and rights this spring Prince Twinkle Daddy's help keep the dream alive I constantly thank God for Algernon and Remo Christie front drive Mineral snowing high tide hotel you're and more This is episode 44 of the E-Word. This is Kyle recording here in Madison, Wisconsin. Glad to be recording again. It's been a month, over a month. I'm joined by Ellie, who is in Austin, Texas. And Ellie, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing good. R.I.P. Pop Smoke. I feel like we should get that out of the way. That ha- that just happened this morning. Uh, or not even this morning, like this afternoon or yeah. something. Like, yeah, a fucking wild He's he's like the third big rapper to die before like twenty one, like within the last two years. It's it's fucking wild. Uh we have a special guest on this episode. We caught him in the middle of a press junket uh that he put himself on, and that is Corey Gregory from hey! Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Tis me. Hi. Uh this Hi. is crazy. I feel like I feel like we've almost had you on this podcast like three times. times yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. first and time the one I saw, time you get me on yeah. is the time i'm the busiest because <laughs> <laughs> i i remember seeing you in austin uh, the first the first time i saw you um Have we met before? i think yes at the the roswell kid show in austin i like i was that i was the person you played like three new songs and then you were like, okay. how was that? And I was like, they sounded fucking great, you asshole. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for not remembering. I have a really bad memory. Very, it's, very it's, bad. I'm like, okay that you forgot about it because after the show, I was like, what do you know about our emo? And oh. you were like, I know nothing about emo Reddit. <laughs> so, I've grown to know um, about it because our name gets dropped there so much that I feel like I was like kind of like morally obligated to peek, peek my face in, you know? Yeah, so, we... I know more now. We used to be associated with it, but no longer. Um, I think we're just like trying to distance ourselves. And then there was a the the most recent show you did in Austin, um, the headlining one. Uh, My fiance was the one with the pink hair who was like jumping up and down and singing every word super uh, enthusiastically. (laughs) I like that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I don't think I talked Um, to you at the show that I saw. Uh, the only time I've seen you was at JJ's in Milwaukee, which is like the basement show. Yeah, 
and I do remember that. There's like a full set of it on YouTube, and I think a yeah. lot of the new songs were premiered I, or like made I, like their internet debut via that. I know I lost my life as in a video because yeah. we were playing. Um, we had Jake from Counterintuitive filling in on drums for that tour. Oh yeah, that's right. I, yeah, that was the that was the only time it's ever happened. That was a very fun time. Yeah, it was crazy because there was like ten people at that show. It was P. Daddy, Runway Brother, and Looming, right? Yep. Great tour. Yeah, there was not a lot of people there, but that was fun. That had to be the the first time we ever played there before. What mm-hmm. was the name of that city? Like Franklin? Yeah, it's Franklin, Wisconsin, which is like 20 yeah. minutes away from Milwaukee. That uh, was probably the first and only time I've ever played there. Yeah. I think. I think so. Well, Ellie, you have some vamping I, that you teased? I, I guess. I, I'm just really glad to finally be fucking recording again. It might, like, <laughs> knock me loose out of, like, election brain that I've been succumbing to. I'm, like, ending every fucking sentence in real life with, like, Bernie 2020. Like, it's, it's getting bad. <laughs> um, there's been some, like, big developments uh, in the last month, but I think one thing that we should acknowledge off the bat that we're going to do an episode on for sure is that 100 greatest demo songs of all time list. All right. Um, yeah. Which was like written by like half people who are our friends, like Ian Cohen and David Anthony and Nina Kokorin. And I, I had a notification that were we in there at all? I didn't see that yet. I, you were, I believe you were supposed to be. Um, but there was like a huge fucking editing process. It's been written since like January of last year. Um, and oh. there's been like arts getting added and dropped constantly and all sorts of rewrite. Yeah, we definitely need to, uh, to do an episode on that list because it's like half surprisingly uh, really good and half like, oh, what the fuck? This was designed specifically to troll me. Um, <laughs> the third thing is, I guess I should just plug that pretty soon here I got an interview uh, coming out. Todd Burns from uh, Music Journalism Insider interviewed me uh, for. For that newsletter which is fucking nuts since i only have 720 followers on twitter <laughs> i'm low level that's all my vamping i i, <laughs> I did a control f for prince daddy in this list and you are mentioned as uh is it positive and while the excitement around once brimming traditionally like traditionally minded subgenres like Twinkle and Sparkle Punk died down towards the end of the decade. Glass Beach, Prince Daddy, and Origami Angel, to name a few, invigorated a new generation in 2019. Oh, that's a good company to be in. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Well, we haven't really even mentioned what this episode is. It's the 2018 episode. Uh, we are not speaking to the winner of 2018. Um, they passed uh, the winner of the 2018 a Decade Under the Influence series uh, is Foxing with Near My God. Um, we'll get to that in a moment. It makes total sense they passed. <laughs> um, it's, especially there was a tweet that came out like a few days ago that was like, if I wanted to... Uh, uh, be too emo for indie and too and too uh, indie for emo. I simply would have made near nearer my god. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how yeah. both of us have explained that album. Wait, repeat that tweet for me again. <laughs> Foxing tweeted, if I wanted to make an album that was too indie for emo and too and too, and too e- emo, emo for, for indie. indie, I would have seen. Okay, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> All right, Foxing. Great tweet. Yeah. Um, and the 2017 winner, I uh, we might, like, do eventually an episode with Jade uh, from Oso Like, if My man. We ever, yeah, if we ever manage to My nail down the time. My fucking boyfriend. It just, 
Can I it swear? Just didn't fucking yes, line yes. up. No. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. No hard feelings to- towards Jade. That is uh, my man. Yeah. Medium rare feelings towards foxing. I don't know. We'll see. Medium I like rare. foxing. I'm a big fan of foxing. They uh, won. What did they win? Uh, how, did, how did these win? I'm sorry. I'm I'm not smart. So we do we do polls. <laughs> oh, okay. So do, y'all didn't pick Fox. No, no, no. Well, if it means anything, spoiler alert, that was probably my favorite record on that list. I think. So I, I feel like you have so many friends on this list that it would have been hard to divorce your feelings. For nah, records. it's not hard. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> easy. <laughs> I mean, it's not easy if 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 the, it's easy if the record is as good as Near My God. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kyle. Kyle really likes that record. Um. I no comment <laughs> from me. Really? Okay. Yeah. We'll get it. We'll get into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. What this is about. That's, so, that's what we're here for yeah. tonight. Yeah. So we usually start these uh, year episodes with where were you in that year? So so Corey, uh, where were you in 2018? What was going on? How was the scene? What were you listening to? How was your personal life, etc.? Actually, probably, I mean, I don't remember uh, specific. I'm bad at remembering where I was during years, but if you put it in terms of when albums came out, I was on tour with my ex fiance with Foxing, actually. Oh, shit. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, that, that's a good, that's a good mention, right? Yeah. For the, For this episode. <laughs> yeah. I I did I was just tagging along for the uh, first half of the Near My God tour with Mississippi. They did, it was oh, Mississippi yeah. Rap Boys and Foxing. Yeah, I didn't Rap do Boys. I shout just, out. I just hung out. What were you recording in 2018, or did that all happen in 2019? You know what? I feel like probably. I'm trying to think. I think we recorded in January, so it was probably January 2019. Ah. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I got a small brain. I got a real small brain. <laughs> we recorded January in one year. I don't know. Yeah. Was it the year that it came out? We definitely out? recorded. I don't know. <laughs> I know for a fact we recorded a record. That definitely happened. I remember it clear as day. This, this is going to be rough. This rocks. This rocks. <laughs> this, this rules. <laughs> I, okay, Corey. I this, this this is totally off topic, but what has been like the most commonly asked question on 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 your on your twenty one in interview run? There's How like, many fucking people have asked you what like where you got your name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's three. There's there's three that I'm like, all right. I I don't think I want to answer these anymore. Actually, not to be a diva, but I think I'm done answering these ones. Um, it's where'd you get your name? Which that one really sucks because. Our, our thing is not telling people and making up stories on the spot like that are completely bullshit. So to keep coming up like five times a day to come up with a different fictional story is not easy for me again because I got the small brain. So, yeah, there's that one. And then there's uh, me having to uh, first. Also, I want to make it clear that I'm like not dissing these questions because if I was an interviewer, I'd ask these questions, too. So like. If any of you interviewers are listening, like, keep asking those questions because they're good questions to know. I'm not shitting on you. I just have done a lot of podcasts the past couple of days. Um, but yeah, uh, me explaining uh, 
how Prince Daddy started and how I met the rest of the band. That that's a big one, and me telling people like my favorite band and my influences, which is like literally like I'd say seventy five percent of the duration of all these podcasts have just been me talking about how much I love Green Day. That's what hell I, yeah yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Green Day album? The uh, new one. Insomniac. Insomniac. Yes. That's a good choice. Yes. I think, I, Kerplunk, Dookie, and Insomniac are like all in contention for my favorite okay. one. Like for I, me, it's like yeah, I'm always like bouncing between. I would say Insomniac, Nimrod, Warning for me. That's a, that's also a solid streak. I just yeah. really fucking love uh, Who Wrote Holden Caulfield. That's like one of my yeah, favorite songs ever written. There's definitely some gems on those early Lookout records for sure. Yeah. I like even the stuff before where they kind of sound like Husker Dewey yeah. or, or like replacements a little bit. I'm honestly you know? like for like a die hard Green Day fan, like die hard. Like they're like my number one forever, my first number one, my last number one probably. I actually am not as familiar with the pre Dookie era as I should be. I'm sure the time will come when it makes sense because got they're like one of the few bands that got like more aggressive once they signed to a major label, at least for like Crazy, a couple of right? Months. Yeah. 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 Insomniac, I, I was talking about this with probably six other people too in the past couple of days. But Insomniac, <laughs> the, the guitars on that record, <clears throat> they like are produced like metal guitars. It's really yes. interesting. It's it's yeah. it sounds like like a hard rock record. It's yeah. I really like the sound of that record. A lot of people say like Brain Stew is the hardest song, but like Babs's Uvula Who goes fucking hard. I mean, like, Jaded that is straight up punk song. Like Jaded yeah. is not a pop punk song. That is a punk song. You know. And I yeah. feel like they don't have they don't have that many like they like they're a pop punk band through and through. I feel like they probably have like less than like ten like DBD punk songs, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, then weird Nimrod has like Nimrod has crazy. Yeah. Take, take back and platypus. Take back uh, platypus and reject are all punk as fuck. Uh, There's Saint reject. Jimmy. Saint Jimmy's pretty uh, punk. Uh, uh, letter bomb. Yeah. Um, letter bomb. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's there's got to be one on Doogie, right? Oh, Dookie's got like that three song run near the end of Coming Clean. Oh, uh, in the and, end, in the end. Yeah, that's a punk in the song. End, yeah. And and that enemy asleep is too, for sure. Yes. Yeah. End true. of FOD. Yo, this is a Green Day fan podcast right now. Uh, yeah, I want to keep doing Green Day fan podcasts forever. <laughs> this is why I like our podcast because we don't uh, <laughs> ask you shit about your. We just ask you to talk shit about other bands. Fuck my band. <laughs> <laughs> Green Day exists. Why the fuck would we be talking about P Daddy? Green Day's the one on an album cycle. What? Yeah. They got a, they're on an album cycle. They are. And honestly, you want to know hot take? I don't hate the album. I don't hate it. Do I need to listen to it? <clears throat> you don't, definitely don't need to. That's going too far. But like, is it like so it. bad or so entertaining or something? It's it's not bad. It, it it's like. The, the worst thing about it are the lyrics. Like, the, the lyrics are definitely, like, hard to get past. Like, they're really, like, you can tell they're, like, we're dated punks and we're trying to be, like, hard and dangerous and rock and roll now, you know? Yeah. But once you get past that, I feel like there's, like, I'd say, like, seven out of the 10 or 11 choruses on that record are, like, the coolest, most interesting things they've done in 10 years, like, since 21st Century Breakdown. That's good. Yo, can I give you, actually, a sneaky take? Um, yeah. Because I... I don't I, I, I don't like the record, but that's besides the point. What um, record? The new one? The new one, yeah. Um, so it's like it's 26 minutes long, <laughs> and yep. the artwork is literally just like 
a fucked up version of the American Idiot yeah. artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel just given like the comments they've been saying lately that they released this album as kind of like a fuck you just to get out of their contract with yeah. Reprise. Are they? Gonna, out, is this their last record with Reprise? Is that true? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think they're that. gonna they're gonna go to Billy Joe's label Adeline probably, Adeline, right. and yeah, and. Okay. And drop like a real record. That's my that's my tinfoil hat theory. Honestly, that makes me like even as someone who doesn't hate the record, that makes me that makes me respect it even more. Not gonna lie to you, if that's true. Word. I like that. I like fucking over major labels. That's a cool concept. <laughs> I'll probably never have 100%. the chance to do that, but that's cool. Yo, honestly, mad cred, like mad props to Green Day because like a lot of. A lot of punk bands, once they sign to major labels, are just like "fuck you" to the old scene. Especially like how, with how badly like the scene treated Green Day, they had every right to do that. Right. But they've yeah. always like shown love to Gilman. And, oh, hundred percent. Like, they, they play to the to this day. They play there. Like my my California friends have like been front row to a Gilman Green Day show like in the past like two years. Which yeah, is crazy was, to me. Like there's no barricades. There was, like, there's people stage diving. And yeah, shit. that's crazy. They did that there thing was, where they. Yeah. Were, they sent the kid that threw that Denny's show like a bunch yes. of money to oh, Yes, I saw that. Yeah. That was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I think Green Day, they're one of the few um, of like the childhood, like the common childhood idols that like never really made a huge, like laughable, regrettable, like they never became like cringeworthy. Like sure, their records, like their music became of less quality, but I feel like I can still like, well, I can still speak of was... Green Day and be and and like not be embarrassed. Whereas like a band like Weezer, it's like I try to hide the fact that I like Weezer. You know, there was that fucking uh, ad they put up for this record. The billboard, like, yeah, yeah. It was like no Swedish songwriters, yeah. no trap beats. If that's the worst roll. thing that your like fifty-five-year-old hero has done, you know, there that's a pretty good streak. Yeah. Yes, it, it it sucks. Sure, I agree, but like. That's like, that's not like can't. That's not a cancelable offense, in my opinion. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. No, not at all. Yeah, that's right. Just, it sucks. Like I, I wish it didn't happen, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> should we? Should we? Should we move into the records? Well, <laughs> Ellie, like, where were you in 2018? Where was I in 2018? I was doing this fucking podcast. Dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We. Uh. We like. I moved. Uh. From Las Vegas to Austin mid 2018 like mm-hmm. in july uh the like i believe the first thing i did upon moving mm-hmm. here was see jawbreaker uh which was like a life-changing experience for me um yeah. second second favorite concert i've been to i say concert because it was like a it was like a fucking concert it was like outside it wasn't a show um there was like is that like a kind of like this place where you'd expect to see like an outdoor showing of like an art film they they didn't play the encore that was the only thing that was the only thing holding it back and yeah i i feel like 2018 is really just like the start of the trajectory to where i am now yeah yeah what about you kyle um it was a pretty easy year I think i said yes to a million things that year like i joined two bands in a week um, Hell yeah. That's cool. uh, sunk a lot of time into this podcast so that was fun and i just went to like every show i could that year there there were a lot of good shows that that year um in terms of like scene things i 
think the scene went back to being extremely DIY that year, and that yeah, big time, big and, time. And I, I, I think on my local level, like Madison DIY got really good in 2018, and is still pretty good because of that year with like a lot of the groundwork of like some venues popping up and shit. So. 2018 yeah. gets the thumbs up from me. Um, I'm going to be able to differentiate the voices, I think, now. I'm starting to realize. <laughs> it's starting to click with me who's who here. Go on, my bad. That's so <laughs> glad. I would love I would love to be able to say, like, that would be, like, my top ten accomplishments, like, of the past two years to be able to say, Corey remembers me. <laughs> I would be so happy. I, I mean, I um, here I am remembering you. So, <laughs> the winner of 2018 as we have teased and talked about already is foxing near my god um i'll just rattle off some things from my experience with this i did not listen to this record in 2018 because people were talking about it so much that i was like y'all put way too much way too high of a bar i need to like let y'all talk about this and i'll and i'll and i'll like pick it up next year and then um i listened to it like last year for the first time and really got into it i think grand paradise is one of the best openers in any emo album maybe i mean actually the next record we're going to talk about is probably probably as a better opener but um the whole fucking just like the pseudo drop breakdown on grand paradise is like an incredible moment agreed Uh, and then they did the tiny desk was that last year where they just kind of like bruce hornsby'd the whole album and i was like i don't know if i like this but it's cool and it's cool that these songs can like sound so different live because i they played their first show in wisconsin or something last year and like everything sounded different but then in like that tiny desk session setting it was completely different as well so from the stance of songwriting incredible impeccable um is it emo no it has more to do with fucking like fucking tv on the radio and fucking blog rock of the early 2000s and it has to do with indie or emo but um i don't know that's what they want to be doing and they're doing it so uh Fox and they're good at it. Do it yeah and that's what's surprising it, yeah yeah i think i think that record was pretty impressive to me honestly on that front like expecting an emo record listening to that record expecting an emo record i was like oh okay you can do this can't you mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think I think what happened with me with this record is that I went into full contrarian mode, which I am wont to do sometimes. Um, the more I've revisited this record, the more I've just concluded that it's really well done. It's just not in my lane, you know? Right. Like, it happens. The song, yeah, the songwriting is like genuinely very well put together um, for for what it wants to be. I just... I've, I I've always been into emo for like a certain kind of catharsis and aggression, um, and just on those on those merits, um, I know that near my god isn't even like really trying to be emo, but you know like with the past work that this band has done, you walk into it like with that baggage, um, and so maybe it was also like the past expectations uh, weighing on it as well, even though I wouldn't even have called myself like a huge boxing fan. Um, But at at the end of the day, like 
I I will say that when people are talking about like big rock albums of the 2010s, Near My God's probably going to come up in conversations. I would hope 2020s. so. Honestly. Yeah. I think it definitely like broke a lot of people's brains when it heard it because, like, I mean, though, like something like Rory isn't that far away from Near My God, but like, really, you don't think so? I think it's very far away. Yeah, you think I, it's I, very, I, very far away? I would say, I would say, it, it, like, very, like, significantly, polarizingly, almost, huh. honestly. Not I, I, to the point where it's a. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Corey. No, no, you go on. You're good. Uh, I was gonna say not to the point where it's a whole new band, but to the point where if you didn't chart the progression in between Rory and Mirror, my God, yeah. like if you just put those two songs next to each other, you'd be like, "What the fuck happened?" Right. Hmm. True. Maybe I'm being a little optimistic on that then, but um, I mean, like, yeah, but like, I, like, I don't think a lot of like tumblr emo kids had heard anything like near my god before and i think that's interesting because it's like... yeah i feel like like the rory era was tumblr mm-hmm. and then near my god was like the blogspot era repackaged for the instagram era yes yeah. sometimes Word. i wonder like sometimes i think to myself I, I really have no idea like what their influences were for that record the more i think about it the more i'm like what does this even sound like i can't really yo like, i'm fucking insane but i heard muse on muse <laughs> okay see yeah. i wasn't that far off i feel like there was like slight not i don't even like it's not even that i hear this on the record but i hear this influence on the record if that makes any sense like i feel like for some reason i hear like them listening to Radiohead on this record. Yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah. I could be yeah. hella far off. I could be so far off, but like for some reason I hear like I don't know, like mid mid discography Radiohead in near my god. Uh Kyle said TV on the radio, which fucking hit the hit the nail on the head. I don't really know that um, band, totally honest. Or like what's the what's the other band, the one with the the singer who died, the Canadian band? Sparkle Horse? No. Not not sparkle I mean, that, that I could honestly see too, though. Now they bring it up, but uh, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know. I I just it's that kind of like indie rock that like is uh, repackaging like stadium rock tropes for like uh, a more modern, uh, aesthetically more discerning audience. Okay, I don't disagree. Canadian. I'm googling Canadian indie rock dead singer. Dead. It doesn't come up with anything. It comes up with a guy that looks like. Oh, are you talking about the the the, the tragically hip? Tra- yeah, tragically hip. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar. Makes sense. Why I didn't know who you're talking about, huh? It's like older well, I guess, dude I guess music, you're not, though. I, I, I guess I feel you're like not that's someone my dad likes. That sounds like that sounds like a band name that my dad likes. I could be wrong. I could be making shit up. But I think my dad likes the tragically hip. Is it the tragically hip? Yeah. The is the before the title. Yep. Okay, my dad probably likes them because they have a the in in the title. Is that why he likes yeah. them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's his vibe. <laughs> no, I'm just bullshit. I don't I don't know what I'm talking about right now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> does your dad like the the? <laughs> the the oh he does. The, this is the day, right? Is that that? Is that the? No, they have that... uh, there's a band called The The. Yeah, yeah, and they have their oh, hit song. Yes, is this yes, is the yes, day. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, my, right. my dad actually thought, showed me that song. 
I thought you were saying today is the day. <laughs> no, no, like no. A whole fucking thing. This is the day <laughs> by the the is a wonderful song that my dad. Yeah. Heard. So Hell I guess yeah. you know what I do know exactly what I'm talking about. My dad loves <laughs> the and band names. That's why he doesn't like us. That's why he likes the uh, e word. The hyena. Oh, true. He, okay, he does like us actually. He yeah, he actually does like us. I'm just playing. What, what if, what if he changed your name to the hyenas and their prince daddy? My dad would have posters all over his wall. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Wait, hold, hold, all right. Um, let me reference a former guest of this podcast talking about your house on Christian our podcast. Holden. Yes, Christian yes. Holden was <laughs> to, was telling us that you that he thought that your parents like were like embezzling money. Yeah, drug front. That was it. Yeah, I'm good at this podcast shit. I'm getting real good at this. I can guess what you're about to say. Um, I like Christian. Christian's cool. They played my house a couple times. Uh, that's but, all I gotta say. But, but, I was a big but, Hotelier fan. I was a big Hotelier fan. Okay, but I'm dying to know why why Christian need uh, needed to tell us that he thought that your parents had a drug front. Like, what about we it? We have like I have a very interesting living situation. To be totally honest, like we we as you can probably tell from the context clues, I used to throw shows in my parents' living room back in the day. And that's how I got started with all this. And um, and it's not like in Albany, Albany proper. It's in like a little quote unquote suburb called Cohoes outside of Albany. So it's a really weird, like when people see like a national touring band going to Cohoes, New York, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so then they show up here and it's, I mean, I would probably think it's a drug front too. It's like, we're like in, uh, how do I describe this accurately? It's just a house. It's a big, it was called the ice house. We call it the ice house. That was the name of the venue because before refrigerators, it was where ice was stored. It was an actual ice house. It's a, it's like a historical, it's, it's a historical building, but in the middle of this, like, weird it's like it, we're, we're we're literally located like on an alleyway so like it's it's not a, it's not a very it, it's a it's a it's not a pretty place at all but the house itself is pretty if that oh, makes sense yeah so like there's this huge contrast between like the location and the actual like architecture and it's i feel i feel like that itself was kind of just jarring you know what i'm saying for anyone not, not like like even for people attending the shows, they're like, "What am I doing right now? Like, who, uh, who's, who's fucking rich ass parents' house am I at right now?" It's a, it was a very interesting situation, but yeah, that's why I think just because nice looking house, not nice looking location. Does is, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. I guess I was just cool. like wondering, like, 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 because they didn't say anything as to like why seemed like a drug front so i was just like what could that mean like i, I would know. probably think it's a drug front but he really just sells vacuums your true, your, true your father just sells vacuums. my father oh, okay. yeah gotcha coolest man on the face of the earth <laughs> word all right so the winner was near my god shouts out dad uh so on to the big dogs uh with which comes with our first disqualified record from this whole uh decade um so the big dogs realms that had a chance at winning got like over like 12 percent of the votes near my god i believe one with 25 percent of the votes and there was a big there was a big turnout at the polls for this one folks we had like over 800 um so 
the top big dog goes to Awake with Still in Bed with their debut. What people see as low self-esteem is really just the way that other people see you. Did I get it? Yep. Yes. Okay. I'm a pro. Um, amazing record. I think this is um, between the Hotelier, uh, Home Like No Places There, and 2018. I think this is my favorite one since that record. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this was my favorite record of the year when we did the year-end list of 2018, and I think it is still my favorite record of of 2018. Um, um, I feel I feel really blessed to have seen this band like uh, three times, like as a full band, and then once uh, Shannon just playing a solo acoustic show. There, I believe there is a video on Twitter of her playing floor acoustically. Because uh, I requested it, and then saying afterwards, I have to play floor every time Ellie comes to the gig. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, but yeah, this re- this record is not fun. It's just like a gut punch. Like just uh, it feels like like someone churning into your stomach for like thirty nine minutes straight, and I fucking love it. And also, I enjoy how grungy it is. Like, when we had uh, Shannon on, she was talking about, like, Alice in Chains' Dirt being an influence on this record. And I can I can kind of hear it just in, like, uh, like the way the album is, like, structured, like, the, the song sequencing and, like, the, the big choruses. And... I, it's just it's just been a really long time since uh, we've had like a like a strong songwriter with like a strong central vision um, in emo that that delivered like such such focused material, you know. So mm-hmm. I was just really with that record. Did someone mention like the, saying that that's, did one of you say this was your favorite record since Home is no place yeah. like there? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I f- I feel that makes perfect sense to me. I feel like when I first listened to this record, I, the intro, I was like, "Damn, this kind of reminds me of the intro to that Hotelier record." Honestly, the intro to the Awake but Still in Bed record. I don't know yeah, why. And also, a lot of the Fox. record reminds me of. Um, uh, I get Glockamora vibes from a lot of the record. Like like, uh, what's the what's the full length Glockamora record? Just married. Just married. Just married. Yeah, like I, I feel like I hear a lot of that in 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 certain guitar riffs and stuff. Yeah, this uh, the the song fathers also sounds like uh, in framing. Yeah, the song in framing. Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, but yeah. Real good record stands on its own merits. Um, I I think maybe when we do like our little like post series redemption episodes. Uh, we should try and get Shannon on to do track by track of this record. Yeah, I agree. So moving on to the disqualified record is Worst Party Ever is Japan because we have a rule that you cannot like champion your record to win. And they tweeted vote and uh, they got tons of votes. And I think this would probably be a medium dog if it Wait, did. Really? Is that really a rule? Yeah, yes. like, yeah. You can't tweet like like go vote for us. You can't do that. Yes. Yeah, because oh, it, no. Interesting. It it like okay. instantly turns the polls. You being on the other side of the polls, you, there's a noticeable difference when that yeah. happens. Yep. One hundred percent. Right on. And also, every, every single band has more Twitter followers than us. You know, so okay, <laughs> it just it just right. skews it. So unless everybody tweets that, then it's not fair. 
Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got you. We have these episodes called the freshman class where like bands that are a year or two years old, like people like vote for like what's your favorite like up and coming bands and like we've had like a lot of problems with bands just like getting their friends to vote and they're like bands that no, like truly no one has heard of uh-huh. and that kind Got of you. like okay. fucks with it so yeah worst party ever has been like really popping off um i feel like they're like i don't know like i can't think of like the new version of a band that they are i don't know like a new front bottoms i don't know because like it seems oh, like there's a lot of like that's there that's a brutal description i i, I know because of what the front bottoms are now but like there seems like to be like a very ravenous you mean what the front bottoms are now you mean rich <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i don't like that's a positive thing there's a very young eager fan base that like is extremely dedicated and won't tolerate any other opinion besides worst party ever fucking rules there's a similar fan i feel like i feel like origami angels another band like that where it's like you you, there are people who are like if you don't like this band then i fucking hate you i'm i'm one of them i'm one of those i like that attitude i like i like that attitude honestly (laughs) even if i don't like the band i like that attitude but i do like the band so it doesn't matter yeah Gummy gang. So, so Kyle, how would you describe the sound of worst party ever? I want to say some version of lo-fi. It's like lo-fi something, but I can't think of that second word. Yeah, I remember, like, I believe the episode we did with Adam Yo, you were like, I listened to worst party ever, and I felt like I was too old to be doing it. Like, I shouldn't have been. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ellie, I'm trying to scrub uh, that. Get yeah. It just like this record is just not in any in any fashion, and I I feel like worst party ever are probably like real good people. Um, anytime I see them on social media, like they just seem real wholesome. Um, so I don't have like any shit to talk. Uh, but this this record like really left me cold. <laughs> I was surprised to see it like get this get this far up. I had an observation that I meant to bring up with talking about Worst Party Ever, is I feel like they were almost one of the last, like, our emo bands, because I feel like that's where they blew up, and now bands are oh, blowing yeah. up in, like, Facebook groups and or Twitter and stuff like that, but I feel like they were one of the last that, like, kind of picked up traction right on our emo. I don't know. Maybe Jail Socks and Good Sleepy. Is Good Sleepy I, a big band now? Uh, they're getting bigger. They're on their way. Okay. Uh, not as big as Jail Socks, though. Yeah. Um, a surprising big dog was Me Without You and their untitled <laughs> record. This. Do you think this got traction because of like the Me Without You tour that they're doing with Thrice right now? Like that people just like were reminded of their existence and were like, "Oh yeah, Me Without You is actually really good." There's a lot of surprising uh, turnouts on this year for like voting and such. But I just wouldn't assume people that listen to this podcast like me without you so much that this was their one vote, like, goes to them, you know? I mean, I, it, this is a really fucking good record. Yeah. It's surprisingly really good. I've ever heard a single Me Without You song. I don't even know what it you sounds gotta like. Start, you gotta start with the album Catch for Us, The Foxes. If you yeah. like, uh, you if, like Lotta Spute, if you like a lot of spute, if you like a lot of spute... I don't. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, well, I feel like... <laughs> I, f- I feel like you can still dig me without you, even if you don't like Lot of Spew. I just Isn't feel like that's kind of like... Kind of stuff? Uh, Sometimes. Yeah. 
sometimes spoken wordy. I feel like uh, Aaron Weiss kind of has uh, he has more of like like a sassy kind of hardcore driven delivery uh, than I mean, than Jordan Drucker. That people compared a lot of dispute a lot that I I like Tuche Amore. Does it sound like that? No, a little bit. A little, I mean, I I you both had different I can answers. See a, yeah. <laughs> um, Touche Amore is definitely more in like the, the aggressive vein than me without you. Me without you is yeah. a bit more contemplative and like okay. sneaky. Yeah. Do you do you do you like anything that's considered post hardcore, Corey? Yeah, I think so. Bear Bear versus Shark is probably considered post hardcore, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I like yeah. Bear, I like Bear versus Shark a lot. Um, I mean Touche Amore is probably considered post hardcore, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you like yeah. Fugazi? I like Fugazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, that's definitely not a, a term that I dismiss music for. Yeah, yeah. I like post hardcore. I think <clears throat> I'm not very I'm not very good with genres to be totally honest. But yeah, we just named like four bands that I like. So yes, I do. Cool. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that there's a chance that you'll like that band then. Right on. Should we get in some medium dogs? There's some there's some real good dogs in this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first medium dog is Safe Face with uh, their yeah. album Mercy. Um, was that their f- was like second full length, something like that? I think, uh, I think the only thing they had before it was like a pretty long EP. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't I think, think it was it a full was length. That. Yeah, I think I think Mercy is the is the LP. Yeah, yeah. Debut for Epitaph or something big like that, I believe. Um, pretty impressive, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, super. Like I, I don't know. This band is, is always fucking super catchy super melodic um and i they feel got like, hooks yeah they have hooks ma- for days. major hooks i feel like the world needs uh uh my chem worship band honestly we, we have <laughs> we have we, we have all these other worship bands like we have like weezer worship and stuff we i feel like we haven't gotten a my chem worship band and i feel like safe faces are lord and savior as on that front <laughs> There's a Help small us safe face your only hope. There is a My Chem <laughs> Worship album in the Small Pups. Is there not? Is there? Yes. There is. Yes. There is. Uh, Teaser. Little Teaser. Bit. Uh but uh, is is it is it uh correct to say that this album's a little underrated? I would hundred percent say so. Yeah. Honestly. When it came out, like I, I feel like I like it even went under my radar, even being like someone who's like close friends with Tyler. I feel like I, I like didn't it definitely flew under my radar and then I started listening, I was like, fuck. Like this should be like a monumental emo album, you know? In my opinion. Yeah. 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 Like it, it seems very uh everything seems intentional I, on that record, if that makes sense. I feel like it had a big burst, like around the time it came out and maybe safe face just kind of like uh, uh, didn't step on the gas hard enough mm-hmm. and so it seems kind of underrated in 2020 you know right um, um i mean they're also I, I feel like they were doing they were doing going hard with touring i feel like weren't they if yeah. i remember correctly i think it's i mean i would low-key hate to be an epitaph because how can they prioritize when they're putting out an album every week so, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. I feel I feel like Epitaph is like a, a huge part of the, like they they have that problem more than any label. I feel like where it's like 
some records are like will be come out and be like the biggest thing possible and then some records will come out and like no one will even know they came out like i feel so bad for like like i listen to like those sidekicks the sidekicks oh, records and yeah. i'm like dude like these are like some of the best records i've ever heard in my life like how are they not like headlining huge venues right now you know especially being on epitaph where like bands do get to that point being on epitaph you know mm-hmm. and, but it just feels like they ha- like they have their priorities already like set in their head regardless of the quality of the record which i don't know if i fuck with that much honestly i mean now we're getting to the shit talking yeah <laughs> um I, here's here's the thing i think a lot of people who probably would have liked this record a lot maybe wrote it off because it was on epitaph interesting mm. elaborate i mean uh, ep- epitaph epitaph maybe now uh, is starting to like come around uh again because they've always been really good at like identifying trends mm-hmm. and uh i feel like the trends right now are maybe a little stronger than they were a couple years ago but safe face is is a band that like doesn't quite fit in with you know fucking falling in reverse or whatever I think there's like a new uh, wave of epitaph bands though that they do fit in with like Remo Drive. I feel like they fit in like pretty oh, well. Oh sure. Yep. Sure. But like those the those bands uh I and I almost feel like a lot of people who like those types of bands like are almost not even aware of the fact that they're on epitaph. Right. Um, That's what I would then, have argued and, with is like yeah, I do and you then, think and then an outlet like pitchfork would have been like oh the fucking falling in reverse label put out this record i I don't want to review it you know right right. true (laughs) i want to say that no kids picking up this record at the merch table and turning it around and being like oh what the fuck this came on epitaph fuck that yeah the the little e but but like but like maybe they would have cared if they turned that record around and saw like the counterintuitive logo or like or like run for cover or something run for cover run for cover big time yeah right yeah. yeah i could see that got a lot more out of that one than i thought that we would have um next one is pool kids with music to practice safe sex to this one is a big like I, this is one of my favorites of the year and i didn't really think of it as a favorite of that year until like last year where this band really took off in a big bad way they were the top of the freshman class of last year um yeah but yeah, this one fucking rocks. Um, still come back to it. Still sounds fresh every time I listen to it. And Pool Kids are on tour with like the Wonder Years or some shit now. Yeah. Yes, they are. <clears throat> um, off off topic, but how fucking sick would it be if the Wonder Years upsides like uh ten year anniversary tour had like the fucking fireworks uh reunion on it like (laughs) how fucking dope would that be all and then all we need is like man overboard joining them doing like the 10-year anniversary of real talk and then like title fight shows up as like an unannounced guest all right whatever i'm like jerking myself off in my mind right now uh (laughs) pool kids unreal fucking musicianship like yeah mind blowing I could. I, I feel like, like there's not many people who can play their instruments as well as they could play their instruments in this little circle of music. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I yeah. feel that's like one thing that like is kind of inarguable about that band. They are actually like phenomenal musicians. And uh, 
the I think one of the real marks of like being like an extremely talented musician, and this goes for like another band like say Mover Shaker as well, is the ability to like branch off into a completely different genre and mm-hmm. nail it. Uh, which Pool Kids did with like the Pool Seven Inch. Oh uh, right, yeah. I lo- those are the, those are my two favorite Pool Kids songs. Yeah, unbelievably I, good. Yeah, like ruined my fucking life when I heard it. Yeah, um, those are sick. But yeah, yeah, Pool Pool Kids, fucking unreal. Watching videos of them playing, the fact that uh, the vocalist can play those fucking guitar lines and sing at the same time is like, yeah, what the fuck is that about? How do you do that? <laughs> Makes me, feel, makes me feel fucking bad about myself and like same. what I've <laughs> Yo, same. How do you do that? I can play power chords. That's it. I make Cameron play the leads because I can't do it. How do you play? How do you do all this twinkly shit and sing at the same time? Makes no sense to me. Cool kids, saviors of twinkle. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played with them or anything like that, Corey? Are you buds? Oh, uh, yeah. Where I. We I don't think we've ever played with Pool Kids. Andy Andy and Naya from that band is also in Dikembe, who we're really close with. Um. And um, Nicolette, the bassist, was playing was filling in for Kitsisipi when I toured with them. So I'm tight with those two, and the other two I am friends with. I'm not really tight with, but I definitely like them a lot as people, and I've seen them a few times, and I'm always very impressed. One time the drummer, I think Caden, is that his name? He, he uh, it was Max Seal and Pool Kids tour last year. And it was in a garage in Boston. And he climbed up this pole like 20 oh, feet high for Max Seal's set. And yeah. I was like, dude, how are you doing that? Like that in itself is impressive. I was like, damn, solid. You're healthy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that band. I like I like I like everyone in that band a lot. They're very cool people. Uh, Charmer, their debut, self-titled, full-length. Charmer is, on a, is a medium dog. I thought this would have been higher because, you know, the kids go nuts for this band. Um, I like this record a lot. Um, grew on me because I thought it was just very just like if someone was like, "What does Twinkle in 2018 sound like?" I could have like imagined this record. And this is what it would sound like. And, yeah. um, but honestly, it gets me every time. I feel like this is like a sad boy record for sure. It's alternate tunings all over the place, but you know, Topanga's a banger. I don't know. I feel like I could probably sing this album from start to finish because I listen to it a lot and it's just completely, completely serviceable, uh, emo in 2018. Yeah. This one was a grower for me for sure. Like, um, I wasn't super into it the first time I heard it, but I, you know, kept coming back to it just because you keep seeing the name. Like, I don't think people put enough stock in like how much Twitter saturation, uh, like affects your want to listen to bands, but like you keep seeing the names and it just subliminally makes you want to listen to them a bit. Yeah. I, f- I feel this record. Um, just really, uh, workmanlike emo, um, Solid and fun. I don't think I've ever heard it, to be honest. Huh? Charmer? Uh, is that what yeah, it is? I feel, I feel like you would actually like this. No Sleep Records band. Okay, all right, Charmer. I'm writing down in my notes. Uh, we've got another heater, golfer, dog bless. 
Man, I listened to this album like last winter. I think what was it Golfer Dog Bless? Oh, Golfer. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hell yeah. This is top shelf records. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I listened to this record like around like Christmas break, and I was like, "Fucking hell, this is like one of the best albums of the year." And I don't think I put it on my list or anything, but if I could retroactively put it on my list, this is one of my favorites of 2018 for sure. It had been such a long time since we got like like the mathy just like traditional math rock uh side of emo and like this brought it back 100 percent and loved and i love it i i i am itching for another golfer record now yeah this is the type of album where like if you played it for me in 2013 and said this is going to come out on top shelf in five years i would have been like oh yeah that makes perfect fucking sense Mm -hmm. uh just like big like (laughs) Uh, not necessarily like an update on the top shelf formula, but like a very polished version of it. Um, like just ace songwriting and ace playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it's just really fun. Like I think I think for me, like a lot of like the math twinkle shit falls flat because it doesn't seem like fun to jam to. But Dog Bless like bypasses that, and it's just kind of like a bumper. Mm-hmm. I can't really get into the super mathy stuff, but I feel like um, Golfer is that one exception for me. We we played with them, and I was definitely blown away. Not even like the musicianship, like it is with with pool kids. It's more like, how do you write this? Is, yeah. is what I was thinking the whole time. Yeah. Like, Holy shit! Like, yeah, like, like where's your mind how at does right the now? Brain work like this, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I was definitely impressed. I was like, damn my brain definitely does not have the same paths and alleyways that yours does. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. The last medium dog here is camp cope, how to socialize and make friends. This one came out early 2018. Um, I like, okay. I listened to this record for like a month. And I was like, I like this a lot, but like, I never want to listen to it again because it's like it, it's it's like almost too real like the content you know like the opener i, I was gonna i was gonna say it's anxiety inducing <laughs> yeah like, it's I... like fucking <laughs> it's like watching a documentary about how shitty things are and it's like well why the fuck would i want to watch that again i just want to talk about it i get i get the same feeling listening to this album as i got when i watched uncut gems <laughs> like... <laughs> that makes me want to listen to this record honestly <laughs> yeah yeah, um, and like Georgia Mac just has like, su- like such acerbic biting lyrics. Like, I I feel like getting on her bad side is just like an unlucky move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real real solid record. I feel like there aren't a lot of bands working with that kind of guitar tone anymore. Not, not Tinny. What's the word I'm looking for, Kyle? I don't know. I play bass. Uh, this clean sort of ringy guitar tone um that reminds me of like uh 90s like lo-fi indie i think the the main difference is that 90s lo-fi indie used that guitar tone to be like cute and camp cope uses that guitar tone to like lull you into a false sense of of security before like just assaulting you Mm -hmm. um and the also the bass lines on this record are unbelievable. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Corey, you haven't listened to this? I have not. I we're talking about Camp Cope, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like I this is a band that I know for a fact I would like. You know, yeah. it's one of those bands where like I, for some reason like the record just hasn't played at the right time for me. But I, I'm pretty confident that this is like in my wheelhouse. You know, I've yeah. seen them once and I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely don't dislike this. But yeah, I am not familiar at all. Yeah. Get on. Yeah, I will. I absolutely will. I've been falling behind with music for <laughs> I guess I, I guess two years because this is 2018. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Ellie, did you check out Georgia's solo record? I didn't. I didn't. What's either. it sound like? I didn't listen oh, to it. Never mind. It was like a surprise <laughs> release. Like it was like, hey, there's a full length out now. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Uh, I didn't know until you said that. So yeah, yeah I got to check it out. Uh, we're on to small pups. These got like about between 15 and lower, and there's a lot of surprising ones in here because they're a lot of bigger names. Uh, we do start off with a small name. Uh, world's greatest dad get well soon i think this is like the first major thing that they've put out i've seen this band twice and that's the most i've listened to them because i don't think i've checked out anything beyond like the music video that has punk rock milo in it but yeah a real treat to see live high energy catchy hooky lots of people singing along it's good that's a good feeling that'll make or break a show there's people singing along in mm-hmm. my opinion mm-hmm. <clears throat> i am a fan I am not all too familiar, but I have I have listened to the record. I've seen them live. I've stayed at their house, and I am definitely a fan. Atlanta, right? <laughs> That's where they're from? Yep. Uh, aside from Worst Party Ever, uh, this is probably the record on this list that I think I have like the least to say about. Um, it's it's I. It's cute. Um, I probably would have... Uh, I probably would have more attachment to it if i've seen if i'd seen them live but i haven't um yeah. i we probably have like some mutual friends via atlanta so you know we'll yeah. see I'll, I'll 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 give this record another listen sometime this week so we get to the record that is the my Chem record graduating life grad life this has oh what... i could have guessed that <laughs> but you did it but you did it um i fucked up <laughs> i could have impressed y'all so much it's like yep i looked at that list i know what you're talking about <clears throat> yeah but you nope. you fu- you fucked up and were melissa man i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so uh this is this record is a trip from start to finish um I remember listening to it the first time and felt like it kind of like it's kind of grating to listen to just because all the ups and downs. Gabe, Gabe's vocals, uh, Bart's vocals, Bart, Bart, Bart's vocals. I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've gotten I've gotten it right on other podcasts, um, but yeah, uh, that that's been my biggest like roadblock with this, with this record. <laughs> what sorry <laughs> that was just a funny name to accidentally say instead of bart sorry go on yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> grad life is fucking sick bart's a phenomenal songwriter right yeah i think bart is a great songwriter i was just shown some demos of the new record and it sounds fucking sick true story do you like say anything of course you'll, Yo. you'll like you'll like the new record then Oh, okay. Grad Life, the LP, is to, is to Mike M as LP3 is to say anything. 
or is to okay. yeah did i say that right yeah 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 okay yeah. yeah yeah it's like and i feel like he's really good at it like really good at it so graduating life is just turning into like an emo karaoke project that's awesome except <laughs> except somehow better than the bands that they're yeah. worshiping yes that's awesome yes Yo, I I hesitate to say that any band is better than my chem. Um, well, uh, yeah, I guess maybe. Okay, you got me. <laughs> he, he's better than say anything. I'll give you that much. A lot better. Uh, yeah, probably better than what say anything ended up evolving into for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. I still I still fuck with like. I like Is a Real Boy a lot, but I also still fuck with like pre Is a Real Boy, like the the super low five type shit. What um, is it baseball or something? It's what it's called. I, uh, baseball, also like the Majora Minora EP, oh, yeah. um, and the Was a Real Boy like companion EP that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have um, never listened to literally anything besides Is a Real Boy. But that being said, I am a big fan of that record. I feel like people. Uh, Dina just got home and brought me some boba. Sorry, that's the second time that's happened. You just always coming home with some fucking boba tea. That's awesome. Oh, okay. This is shaping out to be a good night, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm done. Boba tea. I got some. I got some toasted coconut almonds. I'm munching on over here. Oh, word. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good for ourselves. (laughs) So. I want to ask how the fuck did this turn out to be on the small pup section retirement party. Is that life record? No, oh. no, <laughs> yeah, retirement true. party. Somewhat literate. This should have been a medium honestly, dog. Honestly, that was on, lower people. than I thought it was going to be as well when I saw that list. Yeah, interesting. I'm like a disappointed dad, and you listeners are my children. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Um, this album was really like it came out the gates kind of like. I would almost say disappointing to me, but like I love this record. Like, like shoulder it is one of the best songs of this year. Like I don't know, I I have just really grown into like really fucking with this record. It's a great record. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I like this record a lot. I'm embarrassed to admit that every time I've had the chance to see Retirement Party, like I just and like something ends up like fucking me up, mm-hmm. and I miss them. Like I get there like just after they play or as they're finishing. <laughs> I've only Wait, seen Dina them in saying, Chicago. Dina's saying no. Very good live. They, they, I feel like it sounds essentially identical to the record live. Mm-hmm. Like literally identical. Yeah, they're, I'm a big, big fan of that band. That's a band that definitely holds their own. You, <laughs> they've, they've been on a bunch of tours or maybe the big one or something with you, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, I've done, yeah, I've probably done like three or four tours with them now. They're very, very close friends, and I think they're amazing. They have a new record coming out too. I've seen that teased. Yeah, it's being teased. Uh, Passion or no, Truck Stop Casino, a big yep. is a big underrated song on that album. I, I and I think it's my favorite one on the album. Um, I would say it's up there in the top half for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> Uh, I was I was wrong. You saw them with you, Corey. You saw them with me. Yeah. Oh, this this past tour. Yeah. Right on. Hell yeah. I was totally wrong. Yeah, they're good. They're real good. With 
<laughs> the obsessives or pictures of Vernon? It was with the obsessives. Got you. Yeah. yeah, they are good. They are very, very good. Um, That's another band that Jake was filling in for that you've seen. <laughs> Jake was filling in on bass for that for, for retirement party on that tour. All right, so we have four left on this list, and then we'll quick blast through some adjacent records. Uh, Pianos becoming teeth. Watch wait out. for love. Um, this doesn't surprise me where it's on this list. Uh, I think this is one like the first albums we ever talked about on this podcast because we were like, this band's kind of fallen off, but like it's still okay. And I think that's just what the listeners of this podcast think is that they've fallen off. That's another in general. I don't think I've ever heard, I don't think I've ever heard a song. I feel like they fall uh, into that lot of spew section of, of music. Am I right or am yep, I wrong? You're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they they're part of the wave. You know, the it's wave. Like, they're a top shelf records band, right? Quick. Um. I, Top shelf then epitaph. Up? Top shelf then epitaph. Oh, they're yeah. on epitaph right now. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, okay. They um, put out like a very screamo album on top shelf. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Pianos Become the Teeth has consistently underperformed this entire series. I know. Uh, um, and it's a it's a bummer because their early shit is like some of the most like punishing and well produced uh, yeah. screamo of that era. Yeah. They're they're big room indie now, right? That's that's the general I, consensus. Big I, room indie. I don't think they're big room though. I think they're like oh <laughs> tiny size venue indie. Really? I feel like I don't. I'm I I I'm speaking out of my ass. So I don't know anything about this band, but I feel like when I hear that name, I definitely feel like I've been hearing it for a while. And like, hmm. I feel like they're a big band. Are they not? I don't think anymore. It's weird thinking about it's weird thinking about like where the wave ended up, because Touche and Lot of Speed are still kind of like on top of the world, mm-hmm. uh, and Pianos Become the Teeth and Defeater are both still kind of plugging along in their own way. I mean, Defe- Defeater's latest shit is actually like some of the best stuff they've ever done. They're still like around the same level of popularity. I think maybe they kind of fell off after like their the 2013 Apex. And then, uh, did Make Do and Mend like break up, or are they still around? I can't speak on that. I, was... I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> that that says all we need to know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, Corey. I want to say this band maybe in your neck of the woods, Cal- California Cousins. Are they? Oh yes, yeah, they are right? my best friends in oh, the world. Good. Yes, good. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Distant yes. Relatives came out this year. One of my yes. favorites of this year. Um, the, just the guitar Another tones. very underrated. Yeah. Another very underrated record. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. He, was this on the list that you sent me? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I really, really love this band a lot. This is one of the first bands we've ever toured with ever. Like yeah. five years ago. This band fucking rules. This record fucking rules. So fucking but, danceable and hooky. Yeah, an, another band that's really just good. kind of undeniably. Uh, like fucked up with their instruments like yeah. you can say yeah. whatever you want you can say whatever you want to say about them but like if you try to argue like their talent you're an idiot like this band is like absolutely fucking ridiculous when i watch this band play like every member i just i don't even know who to look at because they're all doing some crazy ass different shit uh question Corey, did you ever yeah. see uh the, the band they were in before california cousins knife culture weren't wasn't that no. like wasn't that I like an that... easy core band? No, they were like straight up fucking hardcore. Okay. Uh, Jordan yeah. sent 
Jordan Jordan sent me like the demo that they did like with no vocals on it because they like ended up not being able to get a singer, but like they're it's fucking brutal. Like Jordan is so good. Going to be at my house in two days. Fuck Fun yeah! Fact, by the time this podcast is out, Jordan's gonna be at my house having a little slumber party. Is there recorded knife culture songs? Uh, there, I like I said, I have a, a demo with no vocals uh, that I could send to you. There's nothing um, online. No, nothing online. Or you could just ask Jordan to show it to you. I'm sure. Um, right. Damn, I don't know but, how I didn't know this. Yeah, but it's not. It's not like easy at all. It sounds I feel like a bad friend. It, it's. It sounds like California Cousins, but heavy. That's my vibe. California yeah. Cousins kind of is heavy, though, yeah. right? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, imagine. <laughs> so just imagine. Imagine. Uh. Why isn't this band, like, gigantic? They fucking put in the time. They went on, like, a gigantic-ass tour with this album. Oh, yeah, they did. They put in the work for sure. It's crazy. They tour a lot. <clears throat> I couldn't tell you. I don't have an answer for that question. I wish I did. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think, that like... Said, the, the label they're on, the, that that's Chatterbot, right? Yeah. I feel like they're actually they're killing it with releases. Like I feel like they're, they're yeah. another, like re- really really reliable. Like if if they if they like if they're putting out a band and like putting up a band, then you like can at least know they're legit as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have grown to um, just trust Lex's judgment. Absolutely, Lex rules. Shout out Lex. We should get them yeah. on the pod. You really should. Yep. Add it Wonderful to the list. People. Add it to the list. The next one here is Joyce Manor, Million Dollars to Kill Me. That's love. Yeah. I think I am very optimistic about this record. I like it more than anyone I've ever talked to. Um, yeah, I think I'm the same way. <laughs> um, I am everyone you've ever talked to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Lie is, uh, is like the best Joyce Manor song that's come out in like a couple albums, I think. I've seen them. Dude, that's it for me too. Big Lie and Silly Games are like like two huge Joyce Manor songs for me. Silly Games, I I am I I am not behind Silly Games, but why? Well, Flowers at least we can really agree good. on Big yeah. Lie. That song is like Joyce Manor. That's like peak Joyce Manor for me. Mm-hmm. I've seen them on two shows behind this album, and I kind of just like respect how much that they love this album because. They were just like they 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 like kept playing songs. Be like, these are one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Here it is, and like, I don't know. It, it, it they was... say that before they play the song. Yeah, and like that's kind of a power move, right? I I felt that too, and um, yeah, I can see the crowd like not giving a shit about them because they just want to hear Ashtray petting Zoo and fucking right. constant headache. But I was just like, oh man, I just really love the spot that they're in, and they're just making like soft, soft punk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would, I would go, I would go as far as say it's soft enough to like not even call it punk. Like I feel I like know. million dollars to kill me is like kind of just a power pop record, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel, same with Cody, actually. Honestly, I feel like those two records are just straight up power pop records, mm-hmm. and they're and that's they're really good at it. They're good at everything they do, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm a Joyce Manor super fan. I've like really kind of come into that. Like me too. Like they played a song from a polyvinyl single, and I like absolutely lost my shit, and I was the only one that knew it. What song is that? It's I, 
NBTSA. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I don't, I'm not as familiar with that song, but that's cool. I remember really liking that song when it came out. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely a super fan too. That band is amazing. What's uh, what's what's your favorite Trace Manor record, Corey? Mine. Um, this is this is funny. This is another question that's came up in in the past sixteen. Oh, that I've done. No, no, no. But I, I like answering it though because they're they. I'm, I am a super fan. Um, I think they're one of the few bands that I don't even know. Like I think I think they just release like really really good records one after another after another after another. Like I don't think like I wouldn't call any Joyce Manor record a masterpiece, but I would call every single Joyce Manor record a great record. I think they're just a constantly reliable band that like regardless if they like release like a big high concept record they're just going to release at the very least like 10 great songs you know mm-hmm. yeah i think they're one of those bands for me i my my favorite is of all things i will soon grow tired that's um, the one i've been leaning towards lately honestly yeah yeah uh i love that record and that's why i can't forgive them for writing the lyric i'm sick to my cyber soul on this album <laughs> is that is that uh online the friends. friends we met online yeah, friends yeah. We met online <laughs> That's yeah. definitely one of the few songs that I put in the um, not reliable category. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's 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 a like probably like three Joyce Manor songs throughout their career that I'm like okay, maybe maybe my uh, my idea of this band isn't holding up, but you know three songs out of five albums that's pretty that's pretty solid still. Mm-hmm. That's very solid. I, I'm 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 almost positive I've told this story before on this podcast but uh i saw them with touche amore once and they like they played real sloppy real fast and they played orange julius twice <laughs> <laughs> was that was that a positive experience for you or was that it was like you... great it okay, was fucking cool great. yeah i was yeah. gonna say like that seems like something i would really enjoy a lot <laughs> i've seen that band that, that's like i have a funny story about that band actually when i was like 14 or 15 they they snuck me into one of their shows Fun fact. Oh, that's bad, huh? Yeah, it was it was an eighteen plus show, and uh, they let me load in their shit and t- and told the bouncers and shit I was in Joyce Manor. That was like a really really good memory for me. I'm, I'm definitely fanboying super hard right now, but like that was like pretty big for me as like a fourteen or fifteen year old. Yeah. This was honestly probably around the time of all things was coming out. That's a pop time. Yeah. Absolutely. It was them. It was Algernon Cadwallader's last tour. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah so without so them sick. sneaking me in, without them sneaking me in, I would have never seen Algernon Cadwallader. Incredible. So good for you. Good for you, Barry. Um, so this one uh, is the final one. And I kind of had to just put it on here because we wouldn't have talked about it either way. But it's one of the biggest emo albums of 2018. And I think... The people that listen to this podcast and follow this podcast just kind of jumped ship on them for this. And Mom Jean's Puppy Love is a small pup. Um, small it, pup. To me, I think this album kind of improves on some things, but it also walks back some things that I liked about Best Buds. Like, I think the riffs, the guitar playing, and the production is obviously all better, but I think, like, lyrically, it put a big distance between me and like connecting with it and just kind of thinking some of like this the string of consciousness uh lyrics or you think the lyrics were pretty noticeably different from from best buds to this 
I don't know if different, just like way more just like head scratching. Like to to me, they aren't even as like lyrical as Best Buds. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like that's one of the few things that I don't see a difference in in the record. I feel like both the records have pretty similar lyrical content, but I could be very wrong. But yeah, I, I think that I, I like that record a lot. Um, I feel like for me, the one thing that it's missing that Best Buds had was like big giant choruses like All i feel right. like that yeah yeah like like best buds i feel like that was like essential to that popping off and i feel like um puppy love was kind of missing kind of uh lacking that but i also feel like even though the world of our emo did not accept that i feel like that was kind of an uh intentional thing honestly to write something like think- through composed music I don't think that's true. This record blew the fuck up on our emo. It was Did it really? Big. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Interesting. I, I, I definitely I feel, was I, not aware. Yeah, I really feel what Kyle was saying about like just not being able to like connect to the lyrics. Um, mainly because I don't eat Cheetos. Um, you don't eat Cheetos, bro? I don't eat Cheetos. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, what are you eating? I what are you eating at night? What am I eating? At? Pita chips. <laughs> Yo, you gotta get um, some flaming hot. Seriously, uh, we, we got we got some I, shit I to do, discuss post post rolling. All right. I do I do eat uh, hot and spicy cheeses if that makes up for it. Um, oh, that's close. Uh, that's and, close enough. I also only drink chocolate milk among friends. That's not. I don't. I don't drink chocolate milk alone. That's equivalent to drinking alcohol alone, in my opinion. <laughs> Dude. Interesting, interesting opinions you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess no comment. I, I'm drink, I'm drinking chocolate milk alone right now. You're not alone. You're on a podcast. You're with us. In that case, I'm yeah. drinking alcohol alone right now too. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I need to shut up. Go on. <laughs> do you do you do you have a preference as to Best Buds over Puppy Love or vice versa? Honestly, I don't think I do. I feel like, I feel like they both have their strengths and their weaknesses. My favorite Mom Jean song does not come from either of them. I can tell you that. Is your favorite, is your favorite Mom Jean song Shred Cruise? It sure is. That's yeah. yeah three for three here. <laughs> three for three. Yeah, that song, I, is, I, that song's a masterpiece. I think that song is actually incredible. I love that song. Big uh, fan. My 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 favorite Mom Jean song is the uh, Scott Pilgrim versus my GPA. Another classic. I, re- I feel like I feel like. Um, Best Buds has like more of like the uh, I feel like it's kind of more timeless in the sense that like it's kind of just like hooky and it's there's choruses and there's ver- like, you know, it's it's pretty verse chorusy, but it, which is great. And that's not a complaint, but I feel like Puppy Love might be a little bit more up my alley, which is like kind of very manic, if that makes sense. Like there's like just yeah. it's like it's like part, 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 part instead yeah. of like A, B, A, B, A, B. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah, constant yeah. movement. It's just constantly moving, and I think that's a little bit more up. What what makes me interested in music? Do you think that I best... will say? Sorry, go ahead. Kyle. I was gonna say. Do you think Best Buds just kind of has that charm of just being this semi sloppy, just discovered record that could only that couldn't really have been made if Puppy Love came first or something? Like right place, right time kind of thing. Is yeah. That what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, e- 
Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe. I guess maybe. But I, I, I mean that, like, that, it's hard to say. Because, like, I feel like when that came out, bands like Jank and Modern Baseball were dissolving a little bit. Yeah. Mm. So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like that definitely did give them the upper hand a little bit. But, but, I, I, it's, I try to think of a universe where those bands weren't dissolving. And I still see them, I still see those songs being, like, massive hits that, that, that were, were, like, you know, them playing the massive crowds, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say for me. Yeah. <clears throat> I will say, I, I, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, not, not for like any particular value judgment. I just thought this was really funny. When I saw mom jeans live, they played Scott Pilgrim versus my GPA. And after the line, and I've given up on love. There were like these two like 15-year-old girls standing in front of me and Dina. And one of them turned to the other and said, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very uh, mom gene story you just told right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is very on brand. Uh, that's funny. That's very funny. That's us. <laughs> it me. It me. Who reblog? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us through the list, except for a couple of big adjacent records and some EPs that came out. I'm just going to blast through these. If you want to interject with anything, go for it. Drug Church, Cheer. Uh, Yo, they're actually from. I'm interjecting. They're do from. It. You know how I was saying how I don't live in Albany? I live in like this tiny ass, weird ass suburb yeah. of Albany. They are from this tiny ass weird ass suburb of Albany. Oh. The one mm. other band to ever come out of this area is from Cohoes, New York's Drug Church. Yeah, fun fact. Them, well, it, same guys in Self Defense Family, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Have on. you ever hung out with Patrick? Uh, no. They were they were supposed to play in my house once, and they dropped. And besides that, the only interaction I, I have with them is him talking shit on us in, in another podcast somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> which which podcast? Right? Was, um, it, was, was it was it Axe Timeline? Oh, I don't know what it, it was like. I I don't remember honestly. This was like probably a year ago. But like, I get it. He's got I, like I, six. So what'd you say? <laughs> be hard to find. He's got like six podcasts, so it'd be hard to find. <laughs> oh, was it his? I for some reason I just figured he was a guest on a podcast talking no. shit on us. Okay, no. got you. <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense. Okay, yeah. I, I don't hold it against them. I'd probably talk shit on us too. I feel like the oh, not in a petty way like that. I just, I just mean like, I don't know. Like he's definitely not into this kind of music. You know, you can tell by listening to his music that he would definitely not like Prince Daddy. I'm not surprised. Is all so, I'm saying. I think I've said on this podcast before that like Prince Daddy, for I mean, still is like one of the few bands that I have that I never heard anyone say anything negative about. Like, that's a lie no you're literally talking no. about anthony fantano in this group in this chat <laughs> Does before. Anthony, did anthony fantano review the album uh he you know he does those like little like yeah. uh like, so, like, he does like a, one video with like a bunch of mini ones he did a mini one it, oh. it was honestly like a, it was a positive review but he like he's a, you've definitely heard people talk shit about my voice no. don't butter uh, don't butter me up right now you've heard no, people say no, my voice wait. sounds like so, shit no so, I, so I really haven't there is a i don't so i was hanging out with a semi-popular they they were signed to tiny engines and there was a someone in the band that was like just talking shit about every emo band 
You're and, gonna tell me who that says once we're stopped rolling. Okay, you know sure. that, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Cool. And <laughs> and then like someone said Prince Daddy, and he's like, that band, it's the fucking best band. And I was like, can they? Nope. Signals Midwest. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, if I guess, will you say yes? Yeah, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Strange Ranger. No, but I'll say close. Pear. No. Fuck. All right, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but just like this, this person was just talking shit after shit after shit, and then someone said Prince Daddy, and he lit up. He's like, "That's the best fucking band." I was like, "Okay, that like seals it." No one. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, I'm uh, I'm excited for this to end now, so I can know who this is. <laughs> This just not in a literal Corey way. Is excited for this podcast to <laughs> not end. Not in a literal way. Not in a literal way. I'm I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, uh, but Drug Church Cheer was so, a big, big, a uh, big record in that. Like a lot of people that didn't think they had an amazing album in them like this, were just blown away. I was gonna say, Kyle, do you think we're like the two people in the Venn diagram of like big Prince Daddy fans and big Drug Church fans? Hmm. I feel like it question. should be bigger. Uh, no, like no, no, no. I feel over. like I feel like drug church themselves hate us, but I feel like fan people who like Prince Daddy tend to like drug church. Like I feel like it's like by by association. Like people who like Prince Daddy like Heart Attack Man. People who like Heart Attack Man like Gadgeway. People who like Gadgeway like Heart <laughs> uh, like drug church. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel I feel yeah. like there's like yeah, that, yeah. That, that that Venn diagram is bigger than you're making it out to be. I think. I think okay. people who like Prince Daddy like drug church, but not all people who like drug church like Prince Daddy. Well, that makes sense because yeah. I do think Drug Church has that contingent of like both like snarky hipsters who think they're like better than everyone above. Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and also like old hardcore dudes who would be like pissed daddy in the vagina. I've never heard of that band. <laughs> I literally know like five of those people from Albany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Drug Church cheer. Uh, so don't get me wrong, because I fucking love Paul Walker and I love Hit Your Head, but um, just given the single that we've heard from the new Drug Church record, I think Cheer is probably going to be their masterpiece. Definitely, like that's going to be the one that goes single. down. I heard the new single, but I think I would potentially agree with you, just yeah. based on listening to that record. I mean, nothing, nothing else they could ever write would make like the riff from weed pen seem any worse like that is just a perfect fucking riff there's not um, enough bands that sound like that band honestly right. i feel like I, I i could deal with so many more bands of that uh of that style you know kyle you called them like pixies core that makes perfect sense i call yeah, them pixies like, core but also that. like fucking they're a little heavier than that though yeah but there's I also something there's something like Hold Steady-esque in the way that Patrick sings in that band, too, though. Damn, yeah. I thought of that before right now, but I could totally see that. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, this is a shout-out to anyone who likes Drug Church and anyone who the, who listens to this podcast who also listens to Hold Steady. Uh, listen to fucking Single Mothers. Yeah. That's oh, a good yes. band. Yeah. That's a band. great band. Yeah. You know, actually, my, my my favorite thing to think about that band is, I love that band. First of all, I think I think their songs are so sick, and I agree that, that it what you how you just described them is people who like drug church will like single mothers. But Jordan from California Cousins actually once said to me, he's like, we were listening to single mothers, and he goes, "Damn, these are good songs, but." This guy seems like he's probably a bad boyfriend, huh? <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I was like, 
<laughs> okay, yeah, now that you bring it up, this guy seems like kind of a bad boyfriend. Yes, 100%. That made me laugh he's so not... hard. That stuck with he's... me. I can't think of anything else besides that when I listen to them now. I'm like, yeah, that probably sucks as a partner. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Drew Thompson, you're getting called out. She's all like, blah, 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 something about McSweeney's. Uh, <laughs> I'm so I'm so mad that... that that's so buried in this episode at the end because i hope i want i want that's i want everyone to hear that i want i want everyone to hear that that stuck with me i was like oh my god like that is so true i, I he seems like a kind of a dick maybe you know yeah. but he writes good songs he writes great songs. yeah it, it probably says bad things about me that i like really relate to some of his lyrics especially marbles which like that's a great thing I, to say after we're saying how much how terrible of a boyfriend he is i feel like i'm I, a pretty I really identify with him yeah. i was going to talk about the song marble specifically because like uh as an english major you just meet so many fucking people who are like the epitome of both the characters in that song um and i i do feel like a lot of like what makes uh his lyrics like if not redeemable then like um what's the word i'm looking for i don't know like it softens the blow of them is that they're also very self-deprecating like that song for example ends with like uh you know at least i'm not incubated like the he he lets like the girl he's dissing get the last line and it's like a fucking like cutter you know um self-aware at least yeah Self self aware piece of shit. A self aware piece of shit. It makes you a little less of a piece of shit if you know you're a piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it makes you maybe a little bit more appealing. I don't think it makes you less of a piece of shit. You still gotta. I'm totally. Yeah. I am not being serious when I say that. Got that, (laughs) listeners? (laughs) Nothing we say is ever sarcastic. I yeah. just want honestly, yeah. To... Anything I said during this podcast, please don't listen to me. Delete this. <laughs> okay, we're we are finally moving on. No, from don't tri- delete it. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing again. Gotcha. <laughs> Y'all listening to Hop Along, Bark Your Head Off, Dog? That's a good record. Big fan. That's honestly probably my favorite record besides Near My God that we've talked about oh. on this podcast. So, yeah. I love that record. Me too. Uh, I love that band. I love everything that band's ever ever done. I want to say it's probably tied for my favorite with Get Disowned. Really? Uh, Painted Shut is, is notably yeah. not as good as those? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Wow. No. Painted Shut's my favorite me. one. I, have I think Painted Shut might be my favorite too. I have never understood why Get Disowned wasn't people's favorites. I mean, it was. I mean, when that came out, I feel like people were definitely like, "Holy shit!" Like, this is yeah. the next big thing. I think, like, that's how I remember it at least. I remember Tibetan Pop Stars that single dropping before the record came out. I think, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Oh, yeah, okay." Like, this is happening. Everyone loves Tibetan Pop Stars. Yeah, I. That's a. There's like fucking like that song is so big that there's like karaoke versions of it on YouTube. <laughs> what? Seriously? Is is I'm are you making a joke? Or I don't want to hear oh, anyone I'm else sing serious. that song though. Oh no! Of course not, because Francis's vocals are just like unreal. Essential. Um, yeah, she's one of those uh, vocals where it's like, it's just another instrument. It's another instrument in the, mm. in the mix. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. it's not even just like you can't just like you can't replicate that. I feel like I feel the same with the sidekicks. Like you, you can't replicate that voice. It's just like very 
it's as crucial to the band as anything else is. Yeah. And importantly, I think Joe is like one of the most creative fucking guitarists. Yeah. Seriously. Um, Seriously. Yeah. I do well, want to like temper uh, all the praise that I'm that I'm heaping on Hopalong right now by saying that I don't actually listen to them very much. Like when I do listen to them, I'm like, I this is dope. Right. But I don't like I don't like return to them all that often. I think I might be in a similar boat, honestly. Like I feel like I listen to them a lot less than I should based on how much I like them, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. yes absolutely. I feel like I like them more than I listen to them. <clears throat> yeah. So I should probably make a change in my life. You know, this is a very productive podcast for me. Good. I re- I, I took I made some changes in my life. I started eating coconut almonds instead of dark chocolate almonds. Oh, I have a bag of dark chocolate almonds in the pantry right oh, now. Oh, they're <laughs> so good. They're, they're good. <laughs> I love dark chocolate almonds. Honestly, it's like dessert, you know? <laughs> yes. It's dessert that makes you sexy. You uh, do you ever have you ever watched that show Shrill? What is it? Shrek? I've seen Shrek. Yeah, Shrek. I've seen Shrek one, two, Shrill. three. The, the Shrek? show Shrill on Hulu. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I haven't. Uh, there's just like this one scene where like the main character is talking to her mom who's on a diet, and she's like, you know, I eat twelve almonds, and it feels like I've had a whole meal. Uh, okay, that can't be true. Uh, she's bullshitting. She's definitely she's definitely bullshit. Well, but actually, almonds, that's not even. Wait, hold on. Let me check the serving size of these. <laughs> Twenty-eight almonds is one serving size. Once, and there's no way like half a serving size makes you feel like you've eaten a whole meal. That's bullshit. What kind of show? What what kind of Shrek are you watching? <laughs> gotta be like Shrek Ten. Did you know Donkey okay, and Dragon? On. Did you know Donkey and Dragon had babies? <laughs> no. I did. It's fucked up. Wait, did you um, say no? Because that actually did happen. Why? No, that's not that. Is is that like written in, or is that some fan fiction? Yeah, that that no, literally happens. Huge, no, it's a huge part of the canon. I think I'm bullshitting, but I'm not. Which one does that happen in? Four or five? I think that happens like that might be like the after credit scene of two. Oh, I think it's, it's the after credit scene of two. I could uh, be wrong. No, Corey, you are completely correct. Um, right, okay. the big reveal. The big reveal of. The, the after credit scene in Shrek 1 is the karaoke I'm a believer and you find out that Donkey and Dragon are in love. And then yeah. the after credit scene of Shrek 2 is you finding out that they actually uh, mated and had children. This donkey and this big giant dragon. And they have these little donkey dragon children that are flying around. There's like eight of them. Yeah. Yeah. We just keep yeah, talking the, about Shrek. This is fun. The first... The first two Shrek movies are so fucking good. Like, I think those are both. I think those are both like really, really amazing movies. Like mm-hmm. those are on par with like the best Pixar movies, in my opinion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's really a shame that like the formula that DreamWorks like kind of like invented with Shrek got like bastardized into like this weird like pop cultural wasteland of like Shark Tale. There's no you other. Know, like, I was thinking. Dream, there's Tale. no other classic DreamWorks movies, are there? Like that's it. Well, Kung Fu Panda. Madagascar, oh, people point. might argue, that's right? And I like how Madagascar. To dragon. Was Ice Age DreamWorks? Uh, I, I don't know. No, I think it was Fox. Uh, Ice yeah. Age was a classic, in my opinion. I think Ice Age was great. Ice Age rules. Shout yeah, out Dennis. Um, Shout out Ray Romano. Right. Shout out uh, 
John Leguizamo. Shout out, shout out, uh, what's their name? Rusted Root. I'm away. <laughs> I'm away. <laughs> shout out prehistoric mammals, man. Yo, shout out Jack Black, who consistently turns in really good uh, voiceover performances in animated movies. He's an Ice Age. Um, I always forget about that. What? Who, who is Jack Black in Ice Age? He's one of the, uh, he's one of like the Sabretooth Tiger Gang. Really? Yeah, he's like the he's like the weird little nervous one, the neurotic one. Damn, I actually didn't know that. That's kind of like a yeah. small bit role for that type of. It is. For well, I, bl- I believe that movie came out. That movie came out around the same time as like High Fidelity, so it was like pre, you know, like School of Rock. It was before really? you know, it was like huge. I said yeah. that old. Damn. Yeah, that is crazy to think about. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I was definitely a little tiny child when that movie came out. Same with Shrek, yo. I I was too young to see Shrek. Like when Shrek came out, I was scared to see Shrek in the theaters. <laughs> Honestly, That's I was wild. like, "Damn, he he looks big and green. I probably should stay back on this one." <laughs> you go without me. You go without me. <laughs> All right. Are we moving on to the next one? Yeah. Shrek uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> Puss in boots. <laughs> uh, I, I believe you mean Shrek. Third, you poser. <laughs> Damn, you're actually right. This sucks. I'm going um <laughs> Just playing. This doesn't suck. Alright. Just friends, nothing but love. Oh Mer- damn, why oh. are these so low? Hop along and just friends are this low? These are adjacent well, records. These weren't actually these on the list. These weren't even on the list. Because they aren't yeah. emo records. But they're like scene records, you know what I mean? Hmm. Okay, okay. I'll work with you here. I'll work with you. <laughs> We're losing Corey at, 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 at the it, end here. Might, it, <laughs> I, I just feel like there might have been a couple records on the on the actual list that were like, emo records, right? Uh, look, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, just Friends, I like that band a lot. They're not emo. You're right. Solid record, huh? It was really fun to like watch this band put this record out and then like follow them on instagram being like dude we're selling out like shows that we've like like i don't know this is like they were a band for like a couple years and then they put this out and then like i remember just they them were just, actually just like kind of like blowing up in a weird yeah, way yeah absolutely yeah they are and it's really cool to see they were a band before we were a band yeah yeah they 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 they've been playing music for a long time mm-hmm Rock to the rhythm. Yeah, that record's amazing. Um, Yeah, I think it deserves everything they have coming to them, which is a lot. I feel like that band is going to take over the world very quick. There are two things that I really like about Just Friends. Uh, The first is that, like, that skit they did that's a parody of something. I can't remember. Like, but it, it is, like, directly making fun of something. And then they name drop Attack Attack. Which is dope. Um, on the record? Yeah. Talking about a little like radio, the radio bits? Yeah, the radio Yeah. Bits. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they play, they play a, a P-Daddy riff in that one. I remember that when oh, they were recording yeah. it, they're like, they're like, yo, like, we, we ripped y'all off as a, as a gag in this. And I was like, hell yeah, baby. I'm, maybe I'll find a way to rip y'all off next. And I did. And, uh, we, have a, we have a Just Friends <laughs> riff on LP3. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other thing I really like about them is every time I see a picture of them all together, it looks like a, like a grown up reunion of kids next door. (laughs) 
and have the beanies on. You're so right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I totally see that. They are definitely a ragtag group of misfits. Mm-hmm. That I feel like seeing pictures of them definitely makes me smile, for sure. Yeah, we've talked about mom jeans. We've talked about just friends, but can we talk about natural flavor real quick? So oh, sick. Yeah. Go for Honestly. it. Honestly. Natural flavor fucking rules. Um, uh, do you do you think it's power violence, Kyle? I think it qualifies. I feel like the way that they produced it, they tried really hard to, and I think that adds to like it. I don't know. I feel like I feel like maybe I'd call it like like uh, like a cleaner version of chain punk. You know, chain punk. We're not even gonna get it. Yeah. No, we have to. No, no. Night, I'm drinking chocolate milk. We're getting into chain punk. Let's go. What's chain Jesus. punk? What the hell is chain punk? I'm Jesus so curious. Uh, so uh, you're not familiar with like the chain punk versus egg punk meme? Egg punk? <laughs> I've really opened a fucking the vampire weekend here. song. <laughs> um, Dude, y'all sound insane right now. All right, Corey. Do you remember the band Hoax? Or if you were ever like into like mm-hmm. hardcore, I don't think I know them. Honestly. They were that band. They're that band that literally played a show in a cave. It kind of went viral. Okay, that sounds really cool. All right, so there there was like this whole wave of bands back in like the early 2010s that kind of uh, got tagged as mysterious guy hardcore. And because like they deliberately were like, we don't want you to know, like the members who are in the band. And it was like just this dark, like Like, were they wearing masks and stuff, too, like that kind of band? Some of some of them. Um, And it was like mystified and like semi-violent. And they had they all had names like Raw Nerve and Nazi Dust. um, Oh, okay. Um, And so I feel like. Like bands like that kind of evolved into chain punk, which is like just kind of like this crusty D beat, um, very like punky, not... so it's like dangly, dangly earring shit, you know? Okay. Like, okay. All right. I, th- I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now what's egg punk? <laughs> egg punk is kind. It's kind of like that, but like replace all like the self serious like smug hipsterness uh with like this really affected deliberately goofy um hipsterness like it's like key hardcore bands that uh kind of channel devo like now are any of these like actually like appealing like they all suck (laughs) Uh, there, the band Bib has some good riffs. Um, when you, when you say, when you say like a hardcore band channeling Devo, like in my head, that sounds kind of cool at least. Yeah. There's a, well, there's a band that does do like hardcore doing Devo called Lurk, but I don't think they're egg punk because they like, are they uh, good? They're good. Yeah. I'm definitely interested Um, in that. Yeah. Check out Lurk for sure. And then this band L-U-R-K. Yeah. And then there's this band Bib that like uh, has some like solid riffs, but I the vocalist like dresses like so I someone wrote like an article recently where they said like the vocalist of Bib dresses like Slater from Dazed and Confused, and that's perfect. Um, <laughs> just like 
and literally like they don't have lyrics he just kind of like ad libs like like and drowns it in reverb Um, i like some of that sometimes i feel like this band like piss jeans does that a little bit sometimes like a lot of their choruses are like wah 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 yeah so bit bit were good uh Gag are also like somewhere on the. They're all just one syllable, <laughs> nasty sounding words. Oh, there's another Lurk, band called Lumpy. Gag. Lumpy what are they? The Dumpers. Lumpy the and dumpers. the Dumpers. All uh, these bands are like Midwest bands too. Lumpy and the Dumpers suck though. It <laughs> sounds like they're all trying to sound as unappealing as possible by yes, choosing these, these it, band names. Exactly. Interesting concept, huh? I guess I kind of have a similar complex going on. Okay, uh, I mean, not apologies. With, not with my content. <laughs> this is our band name. Someone actually, someone actually said that. Y'all hate me. Like, I can tell. Y'all like, Dan, no. this is the worst podcast we've ever done. I can't let <laughs> this be over. No, this is a really fun podcast, this actually. Is, but yeah. like, I'm having fun. DMing me. So literally, this is why I was thinking about it. Someone was DMing me about Chain Punk and Egg Punk today. And they were like, I know Prince Daddy and the Hyena is like a ridiculous band name, but Chain Punk and Egg Punk bands take the fucking cake. Like Lumpy and the Dumpers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the I fuck on. I dreamed of that name. Yeah. <laughs> there's some cool band names out there, right? Yeah, man. How did we go from just... Oh, it was, it was Natural Flavor. It was true. Yeah. Hot okay. take... But I think this next record should have been on the list, Kyle. I do, too. Well, okay. I might be having some trauma because I said Fiddlehead was emo, was my favorite emo album of the year so far. And you're like, Kyle, are you calling Fiddlehead emo? Yeah, I'm, I've turned around because okay. I feel like if some of these bands are on this list, then, like, Fiddlehead deserves to be on the list. Yeah. Like, if Camp Cope qualifies... Yeah, that was one. That's that, that's one that I was thinking of. Yeah, when, when I was when I was like, I don't know if these bands consist of emo, especially yeah. because like mm. Fiddlehead is like emotive hardcore. Like if you yeah. really want to get yeah. down to the nitty gritty, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, um, I don't I think, know this band, but the way y'all are talking about it has me a little intrigued. I'm not gonna lie. So Fiddlehead is Pat Flynn from Have Heart singing in this band oh, uh, and then oh, alex okay. henry from basement and run for cover plays guitar and a super group of sorts yeah yeah and okay. the half heart yeah. drummer is in this band too oh damn i'm looking them up right now yeah this seems kind of sick huh i should check this out it's a very somber record uh but like yeah um it's about it's about pat flynn's dad dying yeah. so if you're not oh. like ready to think about like okay. your dad dying then maybe put it off for a second i'm gonna hold off on this one for a good 30 years maybe (laughs) (laughs) uh it is in a it is an incredible record for sure though and uh i see Uh, actually i am intrigued yeah for sure and i see that they just got done recording lp2 with former guest chris teddy i'm trying to this the band name sounds uber familiar like turbo familiar what who do they tour with? Like, who are some bands that they... So, who, who, what circle do they run in, is so, my question, I guess. So, they definitely run in with, like... Like, hard, cover hard, bands? No. Well, see, they're, like, a part-time band because Patrick, the vocalist, is, a is like, a full-time history teacher. So, right. they, like, do weekend yeah. runs and festivals all the time, but they're definitely playing with hardcore bands more than anyone. Yeah, they kind of they kind of remind me of Incendiary in that sense because I know Brandon from Incendiary okay. is also a teacher. Yeah, 
Um, I could definitely but, count that. Besides the whole, you know, subject matter of the entire record. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's phenomenal, um, and the the music is it's recognizably descended from hardcore, but extremely accessible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially that EP, the get, the get, the get my mind right. Single is very catchy. Yeah. I, uh, I was surprised. I didn't realize that like the dude from basement had this in him, you know, (laughs) I am not familiar with basement. I, I think I like, I think they're another one of those bands where I think I like them, but I don't know them enough to actually say I like them. They they have um, a record called "Color Me in Kindness." Is that orange? Is that is it an orange yeah. cover? Yeah, yeah. That came out. I remember when that came out. My girlfriend at the time was super into it, and she would play it all the time. And I and I was like, okay, I think I actually really like this. To be honest, is it kind of grungy? I'm trying to remember yes. what it's. Yeah. Like. Yes. Color Me in Kindness would be the record that most people will probably tell you to go to, but I prefer the debut. Uh, I wish I could stay here. It's, I remember uh, that I know I know exactly what that one is. I just never listened to it. I, it's got the cover of, like someone with a backpack like leaning on a ledge. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big like, Tumblr like gift. Yeah, and stuff, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. when that was coming out too. I I don't think I ever listened to it, so I don't have anything against it. But yeah, I definitely have listened to Orange One, and it was like, damn, this is really fucking cool. <clears throat> big old Tumblr band for sure. Um, Tumblr bands are good though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Joyce some... Manor, good. Tiger's Jaw, good. Just saying. My my, tum- good. my Tumblr handle back in the day was dislocated Tiger's Jaw. That's pretty solid, honestly. I didn't have a Tumblr, but I had a uh, an AIM screen name, and it was uh, Son of the Mask, nineteen ninety six. So I like <laughs> I like the sequel to the Matt to Jim Carrey's The Mask a lot when I was yeah. a kid. Yep. So I I deleted my old Tumblr just because like. I went through like a period of like wanting to erase a lot of my online presence, but I will always regret like deleting that Tumblr because I got, I made like an extremely popular post uh, where I just posted a picture of Parker Cannon from the story so far without his shirt on and said more like Parker Canyon. Am I right? Because <laughs> of that <laughs> dip in his chest. <laughs> what, what was the ratio on there as far as, uh, What's the equivalent to retweets and likes on Tumblr? Uh, it, notes, 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 and reblogs, right? Yeah, it was like. What it was, was the like ratio 30, looking 000. like on there? Whoa! It's like Thirty thousand notes. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> uh, but it was body shaming. I can't get behind that anymore, right? It was a, it was a gag. It's okay. It was a bit. If it's a bit, it's okay. Exactly. You know, yeah. just like if you, if you acknowledge you're a shitty person, you're not shitty anymore. Right? Yeah. Night. We're like, fucking like getting single it. mothers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Snail mail. Lush. Huge record. Uh, Great record. Yeah. It's a good one. Snail mail was like totally a DIY band. The drummer played my house once. I was about to say, every time I've seen them, the drummer is unwrapping like a DC hardcore band t-shirt. Yeah. He was in a band yeah. of members of the Obsessives like like oh, six years ago. It was called tight. Big Moth. Yeah. Yeah, they played yeah. my house once. And, that, and that's how I met the Obsessives. And now I'm really close to everyone. Yeah. Small world, huh? That's awesome. Big Moth Big is Moth sick, is, right? Big Moth is sick. Big Moth is playing My House by LCD Corey. Um they are playing your house <laughs> no i was i was making an lcd sound system joke um what does big moth sound like 
Okay, I see. They were like uh, of a wave. Um, of a wave. Like they were like, they were of the like a 2011 sort of wave. Like I I I hear like similarities to, like High Tide Hotel and stuff like that. Okay, so it's like twinkly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, well, on the verge. Cashy. It's on the verge of being twinkly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> more more hooks than M- Maffy, you know. Yeah. More uh, riffs than twinkles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Um, yeah. Snail mail used to be used to be DIY. They're Amazon Core now, right? Amazon <laughs> Core. Y'all got Jeff, some good names Jeff for Jason shit. Core. Um, well, no. This was one of the bands that got like semi canceled or whatever for being on that Amazon Fest, right? I mean, they weren't. Wait, is this a real thing? They okay. There was like a festival that was backed by Amazon, and everyone got shit for playing it. That was so stupid. I'm like, that sounds pretty stupid. On like, it's bad. Like, it, it was like partially funded by Amazon or something. Is that what it was? Yeah, we. It was straight up dude, on the flyers. Everything still, you do is partially funded by Amazon. Probably. Yes. Yes. That's <laughs> yes. what. Like, everyone dude. is canceled. We all know Amazon is evil, but yeah, like, no if shit. you if if you were mad at snail mail or Japanese breakfast for playing that fest, you're literally a cop. And I don't respect Seriously. you. Yeah, that that that's 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 really like stretching. That's stretching for it. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I I definitely that was flew beyond me when that happened. How long ago was this? <laughs> like 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 a couple four months, months ago. ago. Really? That yeah. that was twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it it says a lot that we've all already forgotten about it because it was such a non controversy. <laughs> non-troversy. A non-troversy. Um, let's just. And here with a, a bunch of e- there there's a mess of EPs that came out this year that were really good, but people don't vote for EPs on the list. Uh, Stars Hollow put out Happy Again, and Origami Angel yep. put out probably 18 EPs. Commander Salamander <laughs> put out some EPs. Um, I don't remember what else. But doing the most from Origami Angel still has some of their best songs. Even Doing the most hits. Yes. Was this the year and... that the the the... The three-way split on Counterintuitive came out. The, oh. the now that's what I call music 420. I don't know if that came out that year. No, it came out 2017. Okay. Time flies when you're having fun. I'll, I'll <laughs> give you that much. Like being on this podcast because we've yes. been doing it for two it's... and a half hours. No way. No, <laughs> really? it's been less than two. It's it's been less than two hours. It's been like an hour and twenty Damn. minutes. That's not true. Wow. Y'all are y'all are good at this. Y'all are good at like. It's literally been two hours and fifteen minutes. Oh, oops. Dude. I was on, no, I was I I was like it's nine forty nine. We started at eight. <laughs> eight Corey time. Eight Corey time. Yeah. Got to take a piss. I got to watch my nephew. I got to take the dogs out. Get myself some chocolate milk and toasted coconut almonds. You know. Okay. Yeah, so. you know. Um, I, I'm in podcast mode this week. Yeah. So yeah. Corey, you're doing all these podcasts because you're gonna about because you're about to go on tour. You're gonna go on the circus tour or something like that, right? That that's true. Yeah, you're okay. not lying. Yeah. Uh, give uh, you you have earned yourself a plug. So tell us about it. We're going on the circus tour. <laughs> Chris, Daddy, Oso, Oso, just friends. Max Seal, sincere engineer, play the whole goddamn country, and. Uh, you should come and sing some songs with us. 
maybe listen to a record or two. You know, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank I'll, you for I coming hope, on. I hope I did okay. You did great. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I actually really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, Contrary to popular belief, I actually enjoyed this episode. <laughs> That's what I just heard when you said that. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like I feel like literally everything I say should be like preceded by contrary to popular belief. Um, 